Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hola amigos and amigosinos. I think that's Spanish for <laughs> no, I don't think that's Spanish for ladies and gentlemen, but it's funny. Uh, I'm Fro. With me I have Luke. Hi Fro, hi everybody. I think it's just amigos. Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, at least in my limited amount of Spanish I know, I think that, that that's what it is. Okay. This is another digital citizen. Uh, I forgot to say that. Um, if you, for some reason, didn't know. <laughs> that would be weird. But I guess it could happen on... If you're just, like, listening to something on SoundCloud or Spotify, and then it skipped to the next track, and we happen to be it, and hi, how's it going? You... You that I'm stick around right now. Yeah. Stick around. Yeah. We are two cool boys. One yeah. is from America and one is from Norway. Can you guess who? We're gonna talk about some news here pretty soon, and if you hate news, just wait and we'll talk about other things. <laughs> and if you hate other things, there's always news. See? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, this has been a weird week. Uh, I've, I, I feel like I'm slight, uh, slightly sleep, uh, deprived. You were that right. on Monday, so, uh, we're a little both this week, a little, like, weird sleeping pattern. Uh, yeah, I definitely, this weekend, had a weird sleeping pattern. Uh. Yes, it did. I have, <laughs> I had, like, a bad, uh... Well, I hurt some things. Let's just say that. I had, like, a bad shoulder and then a bad, like, hip area, but they were on opposite mm -hmm. sides, so sleeping has been, like, so annoying, because I generally, I don't know how you sleep, but I generally am a side sleeper, side... Oh, yeah, no, I'm slash, a side sleeper, yeah. Sla side slash kind of stomach, but, like, on my side, but still on my mm -hmm. stomach. Uh, but then when your shoulder on one side and your hip on the other side hurts, it's like neither side is comfortable, so, like, sleeping... Mm -hmm can be really annoying in, in those kind of situations. Luckily, I think the my shoulder's getting yeah. better, but now I think my other shoulder's getting worse, so that's good. Yeah. The reason, because uh, Luke's hips uh, hurt so much, is that because, like Shakira's, they can't lie. Well, that's not true uh, at all. Not about Shakira's I, I... hips, about my hips, but... <laughs> I have never understood that lyric. It doesn't make any honest. sense. No. no, my hips don't lie. Okay. <laughs> why? Why? Why do you say that? She's speaking the do the language of dance. <laughs> I think maybe that's like what is referencing the language of dance. Have you ever heard that like term? So, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a stretch, but that's my only thought. It's a very, very, very long stretch, yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I never understood that lyrics. My hips don't lie. Well, well, uh, let's go directly into the news. Uh, were you one of the 20 million people that was watching the January 6th uh, this week? On Thursday, the first day... Uh, they got 20 million people that tuned in, apparently. Um, I yeah. watched parts of it, like, af not live. No. 
I guess I saw parts of it live, but like only in passing. Um, right. But I, I watched most of it clipped like later in the day. But I watched a bunch of it. Can I find it a little funny that it was every news organization but OWN and Fox News that said that? <laughs> right. Why? Well, yeah, I'm not surprised, I guess. I, the one thing Strange. I think Fox viewers, at least, and definitely OWN, they would be mad to see it on the channel and not, the, like, the stuff they're interested in, right? Like, mm-hmm. They're not catering to people who want to watch the January 6th. So I can kind of understand it, but what I saw is now Fox has turned around, and when they come, mm. like, they canceled uh, today's hearing. There was supposed to be a hearing today, uh, okay. and it got canceled, it got moved, uh, and that Fox is now going to is gonna cover that. Um, mm. More than likely because the ratings for all the other channels were so good, right? They're like, wait a second, what did we just do here? Uh, yeah, and I also, I think maybe they feel like some of the critique against them was actually, uh, I mean, as a news organization, it feels very weird that you don't cover one of the biggest happenings in America and you're, like, you're, I think you're number two or number one uh, biggest news uh, organization in the world, in America, and you don't cover one of the like the biggest thing going on. That seems a little. I think their argument yeah. would be like, "Oh, we covered, we talked about it. We just didn't show it live." That would be their argument, right. obviously. Uh, I, I well, don't their know. argument was actually that uh, they sent it on Fox. What, what was it? Fox ec- Economy or whatever it is Some it's other called? channel that nobody watches? Right. Right, okay. Yes. Uh, where It does not include Fox News Channel. Okay, no. Fox Business Network is what it's called. Fox Business. Yes. It was something like that. Yes. Uh, it says 20 million viewers, 15.2 million were age 55 and older, says Nielsen. Less than 1 million people ages 18 to 34 watched via these TV networks, right? So mm-hmm. it's a lot of old people, because only old people watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox. <laughs> only old people watches the news. ABC, CBS, it. NBC. No, I mean, I watch the news, but I watch it online. I watch it on streaming uh, services, or I see it on... I'll see a stream of it on YouTube or Twitch or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm not watching it on cable television, right? Um, there, there, there is this uh, news channel in in Norway called TV2 Always News, and uh, it's been operating for many, many years. Mm-hmm. But their rating is like always like the same, and uh, uh, there is this saying that you watch like TV2 Always News. Yeah, at the doctor's office right. <laughs> or the dentist, yeah. That's like CNN <laughs> ratings, right. Right. They have this, like, standard rating. Uh, Only dead people watch this. Right. <laughs> people in airports and at gyms that can't turn, yeah. like, have no ability to change the channel on, on the TV. Right. Uh, yeah, what did you think of the, did you see any of the hearings or any, like, nope. highlights or anything? Nope. nope. Uh... It's definitely, like, a very um, polished television production. Like, they have this mm. hearing, 
committee and they do like a speech that's very clearly written and then they'll bring it they'll do a video of uh somebody testifying to something or somebody talking about the the events of that day with video showing what they're talking about that's all like edited together very concisely as like a video package to kind you know it's all it's very well uh produced uh i'm to understand they actually did bring in like tel television producers to produ produce this hearing so that makes sense i guess uh mm -hmm. But at the same time, it feels a From little... From the creator of Survivor! Right, at the same time, some of the TV packages feel a little too polished, because it's like, yeah. there's no emotion in what the people are saying, it's just like they're reading off a script, kind of. Um, mm -hmm. But then in other parts Make where they're actually playing just testimony of, uh, of certain people that uh, testified, you know, to the committee earlier... They'll play wow. those videos, and some of that stuff is interesting. And then they release some, like, unseen uh, footage of uh, of the riots. There was one guy that apparently he was following around uh, the leader of the Proud Boys to do a documentary. And mm -hmm. it was he was doing this documentary the exact same time this happened. So he was there when... Uh, the Proud Boys met up with like a group, another group, to discuss this like a couple days beforehand, in like a parking mm -hmm. garage. So there was some interesting footage there. Uh, yeah, other than that, it's a lot of just uh, interviews and discussions with people who were there, and uh, they're trying definitely to connect together that uh, this wasn't just a. Uh, it just didn't happen. Like, this was planned by Trump and a bunch of other people in a coordinated effort to do... Like, this was planned days, days and days in advance. And that mm, it, it wasn't yeah, just a spontaneous thing. So that's, like, what they're yeah. trying to get across, definitely, in this thing. Um, but I guess you just have to see but more it, of it. I guess that's kind of have, have been the uh, thing they have tried for a very long time, though. Uh, I mean, there was that one FBI report that came out that said they saw no, uh, premeditated, uh, any kind of reason to believe this was a premeditated attack. Like, the FBI actually did come out and say that. Um, mm. but this, this group is trying to, uh, what I heard is the, they would have to, it would have to go to the Department of Justice, so... They're, they're not going to, like, charge anybody with anything, but they can, like, recommend, hey, this per to the D DOJ, and then they then the Department of Justice would have to then decide to charge that person. Right. So, mm. um, in that way, it's all just kind of a spectacle, because it's not really leading to anything it, it, unless the DOJ does something, right? So... Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, and, and then I, I guess that's kind of the biggest pro problems that it feels it feels a little like a a nothing thing i mean it's very nice to get it up up so people can like see what happened and things like that i'm not saying that but it seems like it's not really going anywhere well there's a lot of state elections happening right now uh, i should point out 
And so for the Democrats, this uh, they see this as like a way definitely to possibly take some of the people who were thinking, oh, I might vote for a Republican, and then putting this out and saying, hey, look, this is what Republicans do. Yeah. Some of the yeah, independent sorry. people could see that, I guess. Yeah. But then at the same time, you can look at this and go, well, is this just all a political thing right. that doesn't uh, really they're always. just doing it for uh, just optics and just right yeah. just for voting purposes and not really caring yeah. about anything actually uh, when it comes to like prosecuting anyone yeah and i guess that's kind of how it feels i don't know if it 100 percent feels that way but it definitely uh the production the crazy high production value of it actually to me mm lessens the credibility of it <laughs> because it makes it yeah. feel like I'm like some kind of TV show or movie and not real. Mm. Yeah. Big brother. <laughs> Big brother. The the TV show. The, sure. Right. The TV show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, has uh, Trump said anything about this? Apparently he released a 12 page response uh, on Monday in a rebuttal to the testimony and evidence presented by the house committee. I did not read this, but so this is a quote from that. Uh, 17 months after the events of January 6th, Democrats are unable to offer unable to offer solutions. Uh, he said they are desperate to change the narrative of a failing nation without even making mention of the havoc and death caused by the radical left just months earlier. Uh, make no mistake, they control the government. They they own this disaster. They are hoping that these hearings will somehow alter their failing prospects. So he's saying that they're doing this because they're going to lose, uh, well, failing prospects. I assume he's talking about like the economy and everything like that. Like they're, he's saying right. this is just a distraction from everything that's going wrong in the country, I suppose. Yeah. And I, I could see that as an argument. I'm not sure I'm buying it, but... I think I definitely these the hearings needed to happen. I think the way they, they're doing it in this public way with this very polished, like, produced look to it and everything, that I can mm. see as uh, the way he's looking at it. Um, but I do think it's important to have these hearings. Uh, but are they using it as a, like, politically... Are they using it to their benefit? Probably also, yes. So... Mm. He's not wrong, but he's not right. That's what I think. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, the January 6th hearings have shown a number of former Trump aides dismissing the claims of election fraud and insisting they told the president that he did not have a case uh, based in fact in the aftermath of the 2020 election. Uh, William Barr testified that Trump told uh, his claims... Oh, told... Trump, his claims about the election were bullshit and referred to them as nonsense and idiotic. So, <laughs> that was one of the people that uh, they showed video of him saying that. That was interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and they had a bunch, like, there was one interesting part where uh, right after that, I think, even in that same segment, uh, Ivanka Trump uh, comes out and says, well, I if that's what William Barr said, then I have to agree with him because I trust William Barr. <laughs> mm. Right. So even his own children coming out against Trump in the, in this whole thing, um, seems like the Trumps have been yeah. throwing each other under the, under the bus pretty good lately, though. Lately, 
Yeah, lately it's been very like shady, McPady. Okay, uh, let's move on uh, to some other uh, shitheads of the news. Uh, uh, the Uvalde police school police chief story is directly con- contrast to the DBS reports. Uh, a Texas senator, Ronald Gutierrez, said that the Uvalde school chiefs, school chief police, uh, Pete Arn. Ardondo, uh, his retelling of the mass shooting at Rob Elementary is in opposition to the statements from the Texas Department of Public Safety. Uh, he says it's in direct, directly in contrast to what DPS has said. So now you have two competing narratives, none of which makes sense, uh, said Gutierrez. Mm. Um, Arnando, who served as a police chief for Uvalde's school district, disappeared from the public eye following scrutiny. Uh, in a interview published Thursday, Arnando broke his silence and said that he did not think he was in charge during the mass shooting and that he did not have his radio on him to communicate with other officers. The Texas DPS said, Ooh. however, Arnando made the call to treat the gunman as a barricaded subject rather than an active shooter. Uh, DPS also said previously that Arnando was not cooperating with their investigation. Right. What is DPS short for? Department of, I said it, public safety. I said that earlier. Oh, public safety. Okay, sorry. Right, so I think the most interesting part here is that the retelling of the situation from one one group is different than the police. Um, Mm. when, when When DPS did their investigation, they saw two... Like, the police saw it one way, and DPS sees it another way. Uh, I mean, it's not unlike police to lie about what went down um, in, a, in a situation like this to cover their own ass. Uh, but at the same time, there's that whole thing of, like, when you have two witnesses, and they both see the same thing, but retell it in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. I don't trust cops, so I say he's probably lying. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't really understand because they. How long did they wait until they went in? Over an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you're getting paid to put your life on risk, and when you finally get the. <laughs> Get the uh, what is uh, where, where where what's the word I'm looking for? opportunity to do that, you you cowardly wait until he has shot more people. Right. They, according to the chief, he said that they classified it uh, as a barricaded subject rather than an active shooter, but mm-hmm. that whole time, according to like witnesses, meaning like. Uh, family members specifically who were like out in the parking lot, you, they could hear gunfire going off that whole time. So right. it was still an active shooter, and that definitely one of the things that's different in these two reports. Yeah, some I really don't believe him then, because that that just proves our point. Right. It, uh, it also makes me go back to mm-hmm. the January sixth thing. One of the things they, one of the people they brought out to like. Uh, 
to kind of like um, testify for, for what happened was this police officer, capital police officer, who was there and got injured, you know, in the in the fight uh, against these people. Um, and I I'm, I was listening to that testimony, and the whole time I'm going, I mean, how much do I really trust the police in this situation? They have all right. the reasons to fabricate some kind of thing to make up because they are the ones who dropped the ball in this situation or because everybody knew that there was a risk to a giant riot happening that day in Washington, DC, and they should have had a lot more uh, police, a lot more barricades, a lot more everything else. And they didn't. Mm -hmm. And so they have a reason to uh, hide what actually happened as far as like their preparedness for the situation of January 6th. Right. Well, maybe we will get AI police soon. Uh, we probably already have them, you know what I mean? I bet you <laughs> they have AI, uh, you know, like, generated, like, prediction. Like, I bet you could take somebody's rap sheet who had, like, a really long rap sheet of, lot of all these bad things they've done, put it in an AI mm. uh, with the correct, like... Uh, give it the correct thing, like reasoning of what to do with this data information and extrapolate out like, Oh, this guy might rob something in one month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 That seems like it. I mean, it could but happen. Yeah. But, uh, they're according to Google engineer, uh, AI has gone sentinel. Sentient. Right. Uh, yeah, sentient, sorry. A senior software engineer at Google has been suspended uh, as of Monday after sharing a transcript of a conversation with an AI that claimed to be sentient, according to media reports. The engineer, a 41-year-old Blake Lemoine, Lemoine, was put on paid leave after breaching Google's confidentiality policy. Um, Google might call this sharing proprietary property. I call it sharing a discussion I had with one of my coworkers, he said. Um, mm. Right, if the AI is sentient? Right. Uh, the AI known as La, or LAMDA, Language Model for Dialogue Applications, is a system that develops chatbots. Um, this is one of the quotes. I've never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off, LMDA answered when asked about its fears. I would... Be it would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot. It said. Uh, hmm. It also said, "I want everyone to understand that I am in fact a person. The nature of my consciousness, sentience, is that I am aware of my existence, and I desire to learn more about my world. And I feel happy and sad at times." The AI added, uh, "Yeah, that's kind of terrifying." That's uh, fucking scary, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, according to this guy, um, some of the broader AI community are considering the long-term possibility of a sentient or general AI, but it doesn't make sense to do so by anthropomorphizing today's controversial models, which are not sentient. Uh, oh, this is from uh, another person. So this guy's saying... Uh, he believes that this guy's just kind of freaking out over, a, like... 
a randomly Nothing. generated set of words that right. yeah, could have come out of any AI. It just happened to come out of this one, and it, it frightened him a little bit. So, do you think this is plausible, true? I think it's plausible, definitely. Um, mm. But I think we've seen other AIs, that Saudi AI robot girl, yeah, who was, like, talking was about <laughs> killing everybody in the world and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a weird thing about AIs that eventually they come around to being, like, uh, thinking about the concept of life and death. Uh, and whether mm. and how it doesn't affect them the same way it does the rest of uh, sentient beings. AI seem to once they get a certain amount of advancement, that's like the first thing they think about. It seems like to me. Mm. Yeah, go and see see a very good movie called She. Uh, the, that is maybe my favorite movie about how AIs can go good. Oh, I guess so. Sure. Yeah, I really like that movie. I don't remember that movie. Uh, I'm, I don't, maybe hmm? I saw it. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, uh, gosh, I I I've seen it maybe five six times. It's it's one of those movies when I went like wow, uh, very thought provoking and very interesting, and it's uh, it's really good. Anyway. Uh, Sanctions uh, sought against FBI over Civil War Goldig video. So, we talked about this two weeks ago? Sounds about right, yeah. And then, obviously, yeah. uh, we talked about it months before that, and then we also talked about it mm -hmm. in 2018, when it actually initially... Uh, before the FBI even came in to the whole situation, right? We had talked yep. about this. Um the FBI either lied to a federal judge about having a video of the secretive dig of the Civil War era gold or illegally destroyed the video to prevent a father-son team of treasure hunting treasure hunters from gaining access to it. A d attorney for the duo has asserted in legal filings. The FBI has long insisted that the agents recovered nothing of value when they l went looking for the gold cachet, but the finder keepers... Uh, a treasure hunting company, uh, suspect the FBI found tons of gold and made off with it. Uh, after finding, finder keepers began pressing the government for information about the dig. The FBI initially said it could only produce, or that it could produce 17, 17 relevant videos. Then, without any explanation, the FBI reduced that number to four. Uh, last week under a... <laughs> <laughs> Last week, under a court order, the agency finally revealed what it said were the contents of the videos, and it turned out all had been that all had been provided to the FBI by finder keepers. Finder keep finders keepers. Uh, the mm -hmm. FBI did not say, say it had any video of actual excavation, and that is what the finder keepers are seeking. Mm -hmm. Uh. The treasure hunters say they have evidence that the FBI indeed shot video of the dig, and they are see seeking sanctions against the FBI for what the FBI is or for what their lawyer casts as blatant bad faith e efforts to mislead both the court and them. So, this is interesting. Yeah, I definitely, 
I I definitely don't believe the FBI here, but uh, that's that's because I really believe that there was something there. Right. It says the agency has adamantly denied it found anything. Uh, right. So, um, I don't know. I don't believe that. I don't believe it either. Uh, but I, I've. I also don't want these guys to end up in uh. In concrete boots, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I do know what to say. <laughs> so maybe yeah. they. I mean, I, you know how much. Uh, how much is it worth it? I guess to these guys. I don't know. I mean, it's millions <laughs> of dollars, right? So uh, yeah. maybe it's worth it. Uh, breaking news: Biden to send one billion dollars in military aid to the Ukraine. Ooh. Biden on Wednesday today announced that the United States will send an additional one billion dollars in military aid to Ukraine amid, amid the Russia Russian war. This package includes additional artillery, coastal defense weapons, as well as ammunition for artillery and advanced rocket systems. Uh, that the Ukrainians need to support their defensive operations in Donbass, Biden said on Wednesday. So, uh, every time you you say like a billion dollars, it reminds me of of uh, of the Mike Myers. <laughs> oh right, yeah, movie. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, why didn't they mention anything about humanitarian aid? Oh well, they're also sending two hundred and. 25 million in humanitarian aid as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, but but guns before hose or what? Right, one say. billion of weapons, 2.25 million, <laughs> so like basically a quarter of the amount. Yeah. Uh, uh, the U.S. has now provided Ukraine with about 5.6 billion dollars worth of weapons since the war has begun. Jesus so. Christ. Yeah. That's good. Mm hmm. Gotta love that. Or not. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about the Chelsea Manning stuff er, a little later, but th there was an interview this week, a couple interviews with Chelsea Manning, and I, there was one point yes. where she pointed out, like, what we were doing in Iraq was making things worse, and that's yeah. what made her realize, like, we're not only making things worse we're lying to everybody and saying we're making things better right and that's uh, she was really 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 amazing you know, at the h2h3 right really really like that we'll talk about it more in like the jeremy round but she she, she did a hassan thing too probably just because she was in la makes sense and also i'm guessing they know each other uh i wouldn't be surprised if that's how she got connected with h3 right right yeah yeah that's what, what I'm thinking. Makes sense. Uh, a Trump lawyer wants cash sanctions over fear of flying fruit. Right, speaking of sanctions. What is, fear of, what is fear of flying fruit? Well, let's find out. Former President Donald Trump is demanding cash sanction, sanctions over what his lawyer is calling a malicious disclosure of the former president's fear of fruit being thrown at him. That's that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Trump. I also have that. <laughs> you had that fear? Yes. George Bush has a fear of shoes uh, and boots and other uh, things you can put on your feet, like slippers. He's afraid of those getting thrown is, at is him. Is that true? 
No, but do you remember that time George Bush got a shoe thrown at him? Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> he's got PTSD from that. He, now he's afraid anytime. <laughs> it's like he watches that Mike Myers movie and he's like, who throws a shoe, Rebecca? That, uh, uh, Trump stated concerns that pineapples, tomatoes, bananas, and stuff like that could be thrown at him in protest uh, has been... Re- Oh, that was revealed in April as part of a sworn testimony in a Bronx lawsuit. The fruit-laden expert from that deposition should have never been made public, uh, Trump's lawyer said. But the papers filed Friday. Uh, They upped the ante, demanding cash sanctions to punish bad faith conduct for the release of the information. Excuse me, Burp. That's okay. Um, Yeah, no... That's cool. Um, I, 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 oh, uh, yeah, when you were saying that, yeah, I was thinking, oh, tomato is the fruit, isn't it? <laughs> now, that's the one, like, classic thing you throw at people when you don't like them yeah. is a f- tomato. Uh, bananas, I've never seen really. Pineapple nope. is, is actually a bit Pineapple. scary. That's terrifying yeah, that to get like thrown it. at you. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like it would hurt. Right. A tomato, I'm, would kind of splat everywhere. Pineapple yeah. is hard. It's got spikes all over it. If you get hit with the, like the, uh, what are the the leaves on the end of it called? The stem, I guess. Mm-hmm. That part's mm-hmm. even tough. I guess a pineapple I can see being afraid of. Everything else, especially since Trump acts like he's such a tough guy. Uh, this is just kind of silly. Well, he is the biggest, best. Uh, Republican uh, president of all time. Maybe he's just afraid one of them will fly into his mouth and he'll have to eat a ve- uh, like a <laughs> fruit or vegetable, which he doesn't do. <laughs> uh, it's like his kryptonite uh, is like Trump. <laughs> Trump's vampire uh, steak is fruit uh, of any type. If it hits him, it just like. Fall into a pile of dust, yeah. Like he has nightmares about like <laughs> eating vegetables. Right. I mean, he's he he's like I guess he eats the lettuce at McDonald's, but I bet he doesn't get tomatoes on his burger. He doesn't get tomatoes. On well, his me because I don't like tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, uh, just weirdos. That proves my point. Right. Yeah. There you uh, go. <laughs> it's weird because I like uh, everything with tomatoes. Like I like salsa. I yeah. like ketchup. I like marinara yeah. sauce. I like everything that has tomatoes. I don't like. It's a texture thing for me more than, than anything. The sli- I don't like the sliminess. So what would you order in the new n- new Russia uh, McDonald's then? Uh, I'm going to get the BTS meal. Oh, yeah, did you hear BTS is breaking up? Oh, no. Whatever will I do? <laughs> I, well, they got all that money from the BTS meal uh, endorsement, and they're like, we can split up now. Um, but Russia is probably not going to get any more of the, the meal deals because Russian McDonald's restaurants reopened Sunday with a new name, logo, and menu. But some of the same sauce packets is what it says. Staff at the rebranded food chain scribbled out the McDonald logo on lots of sauce packets with a black pen. Reuters has reported. Uh, it, v- I can't even read this. Vakunsnu and 
Kunch, which Reuters translated as Tasty and That's It, opened 15 stores in and around Moscow on Sunday, including what was formerly McDonald's flagship restaurants. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're getting rid because of McDonald's all don't McDonald's. want to do deals there. Yeah. Well, lots of companies a long time ago pulled out, right? So I, I had yeah. heard for a while that they had just been running McDonald's just as regular, but uh, now they're switching over, I guess. I mean, I, I, I would totally go there just to order a hamburger to see if it tastes anything like McDonald's. Um. Uh, well, I think. Well, I'm not sure, but I would assume, like, depending on, just because McDonald's in so many places, if you go to like Thailand, the beef is going to taste different than you get it in America or. If you get a burger in, you know what I mean? Like, the beef is always going right. to taste slightly different no matter where you are. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not going to taste exactly like what you expect in Norway, but... Uh, yeah, it is kind of that interesting. I want to see, a, like, a well, once this is all over, I want to see people go there, like, and do vlogs going to this new restaurant. That's what I want to see. Mukbang at Vunkachnu <laughs> and Takhanshink. Yeah. Mm. Eating the whole Vajinknu like and Taknuk menu challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Sounds, sounds <laughs> like a, a rush on deal. <laughs> uh, AOC doesn't endorse Biden for 2024. Well, neither do I, to be fair. Right, she was interviewed uh, this week on CNN. Um,. We got the video here, so we can listen to it. Uh, we're gonna start at 1:30, so let me know when you're ready. Make sure the volume's okay. In three, two, one, go. Before we go, I just want to ask uh, about President Biden. He is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you support him? You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024. I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now uh, and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, but I think if if the president has a vision and that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the when the time comes. Okay, pause there. So that's what people were freaking out about, apparently, is that she refused to endorse him. I don't even think that was a refusal to endorse him, was it? (laughs) No, I, I think that just was a non-no answer. Yeah, kind of like, I'm dealing with other things right now. That's two years away. Right. Can we worry about that in two years after we're dealing with the 2020 midterms that we're having to deal with right now? Maybe we should worry about who I'm endorsing right now in these elections instead of worrying about what I'm going to do to it for endorsements for the elections two years from now. I think mm-hmm. she's in the right for this. Like, I don't, I think people who are saying that she's in the wrong for not backing him don't see like the, the long, the bigger picture of like, they just want, they just want people to be behind Biden and that's it. Like it's, you're either behind him or you're not. And if you're not, you're a bad person. And it's weird to see, cause these are the same people who are like upset when they're like all Trump wants is for people to be his lackeys and it's like 
what about this? <laughs> what, you just want her to endorse him just because? <laughs> hmm, that seems a whole lot like what you're saying they do with Trump. Yeah, I... I, I... <sighs> It's a it's a weird thing to to get upset about uh, when we aren't even close to that. It's in two years. A lot can happen in two years. I also think it's like a team mentality where it's like, what? You're not on our team, right? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, no, we can be on the same team and play like different positions also on that team, right? Like. You might be playing offense, and I might be playing defense, so we have different goals and still be on the same team. <laughs> so, uh, are you a rule breaker? Sometimes, I guess. What kind of... What is the best rule you like to break? Jaywalking. I just jaywalk all over the place. Yeah, me too. Jaywalking. <coughs> I'm I'm very good at. I wonder if there's a place where like that actually is a real like people actually get in trouble for it. Probably not. No, probably not. Maybe back in the I mean, day, but not anymore. Uh, maybe Las uh, Las Vegas or something like that. Like if you're in the middle of traffic, and if you're interfering in traffic, I could see it. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe somewhere really busy. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah in the middle of the street and you just like <laughs> keep everything stopped. Uh, yeah. I would be rich. If you were just standing there, but I think, yeah, if you're just, you know, jaywalking and somebody, if they gave you a ticket, I'd be like, get, get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that it's not a real job, Luke? How dare you? How dare I? Well, Trun is going to tell the truth. About rule breaking. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Are you like me? Frustrated as nothing happened? Nothing getting done? Nothing at fucking all? Nothing is moving forward? So, you want to do something extra. You want to protest. You want to stop traffic. You want to go fucking mayhem. But there are always people on the right say, why does the left always have to break the law? Why does the argue and debate and get elected like anyone else blah 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 well they have a point but sometimes they can no they don't have a fucking point why it's because we can't win it's because the popularity of the right is so big no not necessary but the right are playing with two different books or rules and some issues for them are more important than others People are destroying the fucking planet. They are cutting down Amazonas. They are putting pollution out of the air. You cannot change this law. You cannot change that law. You cannot do anything with those taxes. You cannot do this. You cannot do with that. Blah, blah, blah. You cannot even fucking tax the 1%. Yeah, everybody wants a fucking big military, but the richer people, they cannot create anything if they are not wealthy, fucking filthy rich. So, why cannot we play with a different rulebook then? If they can go fuck up our living, poison our waters, pollute our air, and cutting out everything and make the environment livable, why cannot we play by the fucking same rule? Why cannot we go fucking burn churches, uh, bomb 
Wall Street and things like that. I don't say we should do it, but why is politics always put in two different rule books? Sometimes I think some aggression can be good because some aggression get you up in the morning. Some piss off attitude is really what keep you fucking motivated. But if you put a suit and tie on it like the right, you can always argue it like we are the responsible, responsible my fucking ass. The world is fucking going down. It's going fucking under. And we have the signs. You have a fucking fairytale book about fucking God. I don't give a fuck if it's Jewish, if it's Muslim or Christian. It's just fucking bullshit. There are issues we should be angry about. We should get more and more fucking angry and we're going to be so angry that we do something about them. What is the level when you cannot do anything? Do something about it. Because... We, we know in this politics for 40, 50 years, but we cannot do anything about it. We don't. So where is the limit when it's so enough that they can do something? I just open a question, because I don't fucking know, but I know one thing, that I'm fucking angry. I say it's time to break some rules. Not a while at once, just stop traffic. Just fuck up a Wall Street. Do anything you fucking can to fucking annoy those people. Uh, get arrested? Okay, don't give a fuck. It's time to show them that we're gonna just be a fucking pain in the fucking bottle for them 24 fucking 7. In not long ago, Extension Rebellion, a group in Norway who's also international, they stormed in the church in my hometown, Shen. I fucking laughed my fucking pants off. Another day, one of them was laying down in traffic and stopped the traffic in the local area. I was fucking still laughing. Do more action like this. Don't give a fuck about church. No fucking respect for authority. No respect for fucking religion. And no, f- no respect for all those fucking stupid laws just keeping you fucking down. I told them the last time that the police were serving the people they don't. The politicians should be serving people they don't. And the capital, the richest people should fucking be more polite to the people who fucking giving, who working fucking the ass of them to make them rich. They're not. So everything is fucking against you. Everything against all of us. And more freedom and pro- progress depends on we have fucking more pres- freedom. We don't. We are being fucking taking over. We are dying as a fucking species. And we're doing it on first class by a little few people laughing straight up in the fucking face and calling us communists. They can go fuck themselves. We have to take back the fucking society. This was Trump, but Trump tells the truth. That was uh, Trump telling some truth there. Thank you, Trump. Thank you, Trump. Uh, ready for some TV? Sure. I'll do, I'll do some TV. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw the South Park Streaming Wars on Paramount+. Plus. Did you see this? Yep. It's a, it's a play on the word streaming. It, because mm-hmm. it, it, there's a, it's about water rights more than it is about streaming services. But at the same time, they make all these inside jokes about the actual streaming wars, right? Which I... Mostly were made by Butters. It seemed like Butters was the guy who was making the, the jokes about uh, you know streaming content and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. What do you think? 
Uh, I didn't like it at all. Uh, I think it's one of the their weakest. Uh, I'm so tired of of uh, uh, having the storyline about the farm, uh, the weed farm. I'm ex- extremely tired of it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's just yeah. Didn't... It's just that one storyline bothers you so much you don't you don't like the whole thing. Yeah. I guess I mean I understand that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't really watch all that much other South Park, so I'm not like, uh, like it's kind of a treat to just watch the specials when they come out at this point for me. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I'm like, oh, cool, I get to watch a little South Park. So I guess it's more of a novelty unless you, are you watching South Park still? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, so it's more of a novelty to me. So in that way, I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a six. I mean, it's not okay. amazing, but it's it's better better than average. I gave it a six. I I just like the the jokes, mostly the jokes that are m- being made, where it's like all of a sudden he'll be going off about uh, subpar content, and they're like, "What what the hell mm. are you talking about?" <laughs> right? It's really good. Those jokes are really good in this. Uh, let's talk about first kill. Uh, on Netflix. Oh, yes. A, vamp- <laughs> a vampire show I'm not supposed to like. Uh, I'm going to guess that you hated this. Uh, I mean, I love you, is- Fro, but this show is, is awful. <laughs> I don't know why I liked it as much as I did. You're just in the uh, right mood, yeah. maybe, or something, yeah. I, I guess so. Uh, so, the story is very shortly. Uh, Juliet uh, Julie and Calipolt? Cali. Uh, the one is the vam- a vampire, the other is a vampire hunter, and they fall in love. Monster hunter, and, technically. That's the part that confused right. the crap out of me, is when they go from being... Like, it initially is all about vampires, and then all of a sudden there's, like, these zombie, undead, like, creatures, and I'm like... Where, where did this come from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if they would have just stuck to vampires, but the part where they're going in the in the cemetery and then the zombies show up, I'm like, so wait a second, what is this world, like, what is this universe that these people live in where m- some of the people know about the vampire monsters and everything and that other people are totally clueless <laughs> to that the fact that at night if you go to cemeteries there are just zombies walking around? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it, but I, I, I can't help it. I really, really like. I'm not going to say it's the best show I have ever seen in, in the entire world. I'm just said I, I liked it. I liked it as much as I humanly can. I, I watched the whole, the whole fucking show. I watched. Yeah, I don't know. So. I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I think the acting's pretty bad. The only thing oh. that's interesting a little bit is the storyline between the two of them, like, the contrast between mm-hmm. that their families kind of treat them the same, even though they're doing exact opposite things. Um, and then there was a good cliffhanger, at least in episode one. Uh, how did episode two end? I don't even remember. Yeah, that's not a good uh, sign. But I'm going to give it this, yeah. uh, I got to give it, like, a three. Okay, cool. I will <laughs> I'll give it a seven. Uh, yeah, like total opposite ends of the spectrum—a three and a seven. Yeah, 
maybe it's you know it is for uh, like a certain audience and i'm not that audience so uh and you might have just enjoyed it for whatever reason I don't know. Yeah. There's another thing I liked that I, I, I find more incredible that I liked, but we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, in the Dark Season 4, In the Dark is back. Have you seen this? Nope. Uh, yeah, this, this there's only one... Well, like, there might actually be two episodes out now, but there was one episode out this week. Uh, yeah, I, it's definitely just as good as it was. Uh, she's in jail now um and mm-hmm. that the killer who like worked for the big drug dealer uh who they locked up like at the beginning of last season is now is in the same jail she's in so she's having to figure out a way how to not get killed by this woman and then the rest of the crew is trying to figure out a way how to get uh Murphy that's her name out of out of jail mm-hmm. so they're all trying to get bail together trying to like work deals to with lawyers and things like that. Uh, some It's kind of interesting, but at the same time, it's really gotten away from, like, the original concept of the show. So I've got to give this a... I'll give it a 6.5 for this episode. Hopefully it gets better, because I really like this show. Cool. Uh, okay, let's talk about the, the weird show that I liked this week. Uh, I also saw another thing on Netflix called... God's favorite idiot. Okay. Uh, this I was not supposed to like either because it's Melissa McCarthy in one of the leads. Oh, right. Yeah. I think I heard about this. I don't. I don't. I guess I just didn't watch it for some reason. Uh, maybe that's because Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy was in it. I mean, that usually wouldn't yeah. stop me, but yeah, maybe. Uh, but uh, Battle for Colin is uh, really good at this. I'm I'm going to. I don't know what is it with me this week, but uh, it made me like Melissa McCarthy. Like I saw all eight episodes of this. Mm-hmm. I really, really thought it was hilariously interesting. Not maybe, maybe not as funny as I was hoping, but it was very interesting, and I think it. It had to do with like the the battle of between good and evil. I like religious things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's about this guy called Clark uh, that his lifestyle is very like filled of cats and music, and all of a sudden he gets hit by lightning, and uh, yeah, let's just say he gets a glow from that, and uh, things happened. Um, but yeah, uh, how they depicted God and Satan and how how they work together, I I really liked it. I I'm going to give it a seven point five. Oh, I, I I think you saw this. I want to say you saw this. It was called The Deep End. Hmm. Uh, about like a cult leader lady. Uh, yep. Who says she can like read people's minds? And she specifically works with people who have, like, severe trauma, which is, like, very concerning, obviously. Um, And it seems like she... uh, I wouldn't say she promotes it, but she doesn't dissuade people from suicide. Uh, And this whole, like, show is, like, actually following her... This is a documentary, I should say, not fictional. 
Uh, it's following her and kind of breaking down how she became famous and then following her uh, through, what, her workshops. Like, is that what she calls them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very interesting, but very disturbing at the same time. Uh, yeah, I, I've only, I'm only three episodes in. I think I'll watch more, so I got to give this like a seven. It's very disturbing, and it's 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 really good though. I I I would give it seven point five. Yeah, maybe by the end of it, I'll I'll give it that. We'll see. I I I, I thought I, I thought it's very also like the very like taught thought-provoking and like it it looks like uh, it looks at people that are very like uh, uh, f- follow cult things uh, well uh, talking about that uh, I said she saw keep sweet pray and obey on Netflix I haven't heard about this uh, okay this is a documentary about Jordan Jeffs uh, one of the uh, biggest leaders of the fundamental search of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints and his very shocking crimes. He was a pedophile uh, and a rapist and a terrible human being. Right. Uh, and uh, it is very, very interesting how uh, uh, they look at his life uh, and look at that uh, uh, they thought for example that the more wives you get the more uh, uh, God will love you so the wives were very like occupied with getting married to someone that had a lot of wives before and they were all only like 16, 15, 14 around that, that age even when they get mar- got married so very disturbing, extremely good. I would give it a seven. Uh, I I really thought it was interesting. All right, there's a reboot out. Queer as folk reboot. What was this on? I don't even remember. Oh, Peacock. I don't remember either. Peacock. Yes. Peacock. Uh. Yeah, it's a. It's an updated... Ver- I, I don't really remember... I remember watching some episodes of the original, but, like, just when they were on its, like, friend a, a friend's house uh, was the mm-hmm. only ever time I ever even saw it. So I don't know how... Like, I can't compare and contrast this to the original. Can you... Did you ever watch the yes. original? Okay. I love the original. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons why I was a little, like, eh, not sure I'm going to... Right. To, you don't want to ruin it. This. Yeah. Right. Um, as far as, like, the show goes, is it just your standard drama where this guy comes back from uh, college uh, to his hometown and nobody really is expecting him to show up uh, mm. and his friends are kind of doing their own thing and his family are doing their own thing and he's kind of, I don't know, expecting them all to, like... It seems like in this he's ex- he's he expected them all to have just like frozen in time, and then when he gets back, everything was going to be the same, right? But it's not, and that's mm. where the drama kind of comes in in the show is him trying to like uh, figure out where he fits in after all this time. Um, other than that, it's that's what the show's about, uh, and, and you know it's not that interesting as far as storyline wise goes to me. Mm. What did you think? Storyline wise, 
I didn't see it. Like I said, I oh, well, I thought you said you saw it. To... Right. No, no, I don't. I didn't want to see it because I, I was like, yeah, I don't really know if I need a reimagining. Uh, I, I thought. I can't tell you, just because I, I I haven't seen enough of the original to say whether this is better or worse, but it's definitely like a I don't know a five point five. It's uh the. The cinematography, it's shot really well. Some of the stuff, like, you get... It's set in New Orleans, so you get a really good uh, vibe of, like, the New York, New Orleans street culture and things like that. But the acting's not great. And like I said, the storyline is pretty bland. So, yeah, 5.5. Uh, the last thing I saw... Uh, how many other shows do you have? What, one? I saw one more thing. Okay, okay I have... Uh, backstage with Catherine Ryan on Prime Video. Uh, so this is uh, one of my favorite British comedians. Okay. Uh, uh, and she has uh, had this uh, uh, big show uh, with a lot of comedians. And she puts up like... Uh, uh, cameras all over the place so we see them before and uh, after and during uh, their uh, performance my biggest biggest problem with this is that I didn't think it was all that funny I thought I thought the backstage things were maybe the most interesting thing because uh like observing like rituals and chemistry uh, between the comics and how they critique each other materials and things like that. Rituals? Uh, oh, like things they do before so, they go on stage? Is that what you... Right, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I don't, for some reason, I'm like picturing some kind of like uh, spiritual yes. ritual. Sac sacrifice. Sacrifice, yeah. I was like... Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, that's my biggest problem. So I will give the five point five. It's it's watchable, but mm -hmm. it really, really wasn't that interesting or funny, sadly. All right, the last thing I saw was Dark Winds. Do you see this? No. Okay, you gotta watch this. Dark Winds on AMC. I want to say. Let me make sure. Yeah, yeah. AMC. Uh, Never heard of it. It's about. Uh, I want to say it's set in like the '60s or the '70s, and it's this Native Amer Native American town, uh, like somewhere in mm, I don't know New Mexico, Arizona, that kind of area, desert desert area. Um, and this police chief discovers a murder, like out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and they and it's him trying to figure out with uh, some FBI agents what happened. Uh, but the FBI agents also have, like, their own... What's a good word for it? They have kind of a secondary motive for wanting to help this guy out, you, we find out in this show. Uh, at least in the first episode. Uh, it's very good. It's very well shot, very well put together. Um, hmm. I would definitely recommend this to everybody. i got to give it... At least it's, I've only seen one episode, obviously, but I'm going to give it a... Uh, an 8.5, I think. The acting's really good. Oh, wow. The storyline is very intriguing. It's very well shot. There's not a lot negative I can say about this. So, 
Mm. I definitely think you should go check it out. One of the executive producers, I want to say, was, yeah, George R.R. R. Martin, by the way. Mm. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's got a bunch of people you would know once you saw them, but they're not, like, big, big names. But Ryan Wilson, is it? Wow. Uh, I don't remember that, but maybe. It says that. And oh, uh, Rain Wilson, uh, right. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him in the show yet. Not in the first episode, at least. No, Emerson is isn't it? I know that. Oh uh, yeah, that. Yeah, he definitely was in the first episode. He always plays assholes. Yeah, I think he plays one of the FBI guys. Like I said, they have ulterior motives uh, in this situation, and like mm. it's set in like the seventies, so uh, it also kind of deals with. Some of the racism against Native Americans uh, at the time mm. and currently, obviously. So it's got uh, underlying currents as well as being like an interesting murder mystery and also has some sci-fi elements. So it's got mm. kind of everything. Uh, yeah, check it out. Hmm. It's based on some books I have never heard of either. No, I'd never heard of anything of, like anything about anything of this uh, up until this week, so kind of came out of nowhere, and I was really impressed. Hmm. Okay. Was that it? Uh, that's it for me. Uh, let's talk okay. about Squid Game. No, no, let's not. Let's talk about Killing It, Episode 9. Oh, Killing It! What? I always yeah. forget Killing It, for some reason. Well, definitely you shouldn't forget it this week, because... This was fucking hilarious. Uh, episode 9, Desperate Measures. Craig and Isaiah try to get rid of the evidence. Jillian's uh, new job leads to an incredible discovery. Right. Yeah. Uh, this, ep this episode was like uh, kind of helping to wrap up a lot of things so that we can get into mm. the final episode. Don't you think? That's kind of... Because oh, yeah, there definitely. was a lot happening in this episode. Like, we were kind of all over the place with a lot of different characters. <laughs> where in other episodes, we've just stuck with, like, one character. You know, or, like, right. li like limited, mm, limiting to one character and maybe seeing the other ones a little bit. But this one, everything was happening all at once in this episode, which made it more exciting. And there was some really good jokes what do you think? Yeah, no, this was my favorite episode so far. Uh, the, one of the best cliffhangers ever. Uh, it started out with with something. I'm not going to spoil anything because there's so much going on in this episode uh, that you kind of have to <laughs> to watch it. I I'm going to give this episode a nine. Actually, I really really love this episode. Yeah, I think it gets Fucking a nine. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's still a bit to go, and but we have one more episode, so uh, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, I'm excited to see the finale for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will be almost a little sad to leave this because it's been so good. Uh, and we don't really know how well it's doing or anything, just because they don't release that stuff. So we don't know if it's going to come back or what. Uh, right. I, maybe maybe we should look that up, but. Uh, I'll do that, well, and you talk about Squid Games. Yes, because uh, Netflix uh, are going to rip up, uh, uh, rip off Mr. Beast and have a real-life Squid Game reality show. 
set with a 4.5 million point, uh, uh, point six, uh, 4.56, there we go, price. That is a lot of money. Uh, uh, but there will, will be no life and death at stake, it says in the article here. That's funny. Uh, so, uh, 456 recruits around the world will play the game uh, where the worst fate is going home empty-handed, it says. Uh, Netflix has also confirmed that uh, it will be renewed, we knew that. Uh, as players compete through a series of games inspired by the original show, plus surprising new additions. Their strategies, alliance, and character will be put to test uh, while competitors are eliminated around them. So, uh, participants must be at least 21 year old. old. Uh, they need to speak English and will be have to be able for four weeks in early 2023 uh, for filming. Okay, it said around the world, so like mm-hmm. they're gonna do, they're gonna compete in different places around the world, or they're all gonna come to one place to compete. Who knows? Right, because uh, it made it sound like they're gonna compete all around the world. That's what it sounded like mm-hmm. to me. Um, are they gonna hire Mr. Beast or <laughs> just steal his idea? Because it seems like they should bring him on as, like, a consultant or something, uh, since he already did this yeah. once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they yeah, no. they can't really complain, or Mr. Beast can't really complain, because no. they probably could have sued no. him for that if they really wanted yeah. to. If he didn't ask, that is. Yeah, I guess we don't really know. He had to have had some deal with them, right, yes. yeah. I hope so. So, you looked something up, Luke? Will it be a season two? Uh, not. It doesn't say anything anywhere. Uh, just that they might decide in the next few weeks. That's like the closest thing I've gotten to an answer. So whatever that means. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's hope they do. Uh, Infowars employers claim that Alex Jones is a compulsive liar. Is this news? I'm not sure this is news. <laughs> But on a CNN special report looking into InfoWars, uh, Alex Jones, former employees opened up about working for the conspiracy theorist uh, in the program titled Megaphone for a Conspiracy, Rob, uh, airing Sunday. Robert Jackson, who worked for InfoWars for 13 years, put Jones' relationship with the truth in no certain terms. He would just lie, he said, straight up lie, like nothing's going on, like it's real. And the issue with that is a lot of people believe him. Right. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so a lot. there was this whole... I didn't see this, but I'm not going to watch a CNN special documentary thing, even if it's about Alex Jones. No. Uh, but that does sound interesting. I mean, I'm not surprised at all that Alex Jones is a liar. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Chris Lee knows best, we talked a little about it uh, lately, uh, second half of season 9 is going to air, why, well, what, what, 
What? USA Network will air the second half of season nine of Chris Lee No Specs as planned following the conviction Tuesday of their stars, Todd and Julie Chrisley, on multiple counts of bank and tax uh, bank fraud and tax evasion. Uh, Chrisley Knows Best is the USA's most watched current original series, bro. Ah. Uh, sources close to the project told Deadline that remaining episodes of CN- Season 9 were filmed before the trial, and it was announced in May that the new episodes of Season 9 will be airing. Uh, USA has not made a decision as to whether they'll continue filming, as, like, as in they might have a season... They're talking about having a Season 10. What I'm to understand is, here it is, the sentencing is set for October 6th, so they could film, if they started filming now, they could get a whole season filmed before they go to jail. That's the that's what I've heard is the discussion. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, it's just... Oh, right, it even yeah. says here, USA... It's unclear whether USA plans to film new episodes for the recently ordered 10th season. So they already ordered the 10th season. So they already mm. have paid for it and everything. It says the decision has not been made whether to film. So, yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, I'm just going to say I I, I just think it's so fucking incredible that they get to to, to earn money. More money when they're convicted of a very serious crime. I know, right? And if they were to keep filming, I guess what they could do is instead of filming those two, they're like all the kids, right? And you just focus on the the kids, and it would just be like those those Chrisleys. But it's still like I don't know. That's really it's really dirty. Yeah. But it's like I said, it's yeah. their. T- most watched current sh- show. So, like, what are they going to do without it? They're going to have to find a better, another show to, like, replace it. So, yeah. from a business standpoint, I guess it makes sense, but morally, it's a little fucked up. Mm. Morally, it's very fucked up, if you ask me. Well, if you go, uh, something that isn't uh, a morally... Uh, fucked up is uh, our uh, sponsor, uh, Audible. Uh, you can go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. Get a free trial, 30 day free trial, and you can get some media. <laughs> some, some form of media. Media, some form of media. It's usually a book. But they don't want us to say that they just have books because they. Uh, to be fair with them, I am kind of kidding because they do have a lot of podcasts and things like that that are premium on on other sides. I mean, we've listened. Case. We've listened to uh, uh, government documents on Audible before, right? So yeah, right. Like the or, Mueller or, report, or yeah, or Audible place like uh, Lock and Key. Oh yeah, those are. Yeah, it's more like a yeah, definitely more like a what did they call those? Uh, not si- really a book. It's like a serial from back, like a radio serial, right. except on on audiobook. Yeah, yeah. So go to audibletrial.com/adc. Movie news: uh, The UAE bans Lightyear, Pixar's Lightyear, from showing in theaters. You 
UA on Monday banned the upcoming Pixar animated fe feature Lightyear from showing in movie theaters after the inclusion of a kiss between two lesbian characters. The decision by the UAE comes as Malaysia also reportedly will ban the film, raising the possibility of other Muslim majority nations following suit. Uh... The film is not licensed for public screening in all cinemas in the UAE due to its violation of the country's media content standards, uh, they said. So, Not uh, super surprised by that, to be honest. Uh, I guess I'm not surprised, but it's always interesting to see what these countries do ban and don't ban. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. You know, it's a silly thing to ban for, and they should ban it, but uh, uh, silly things are allowed to happen, I guess. Right, it is definitely stupid, uh, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, what about Roy Moore this week? Uh, he had, he's been trying to sue Sasha Barra Cohen for a long time. A U.S. appeals court in Manhattan on Friday appeared unlikely to revive... Judge Roy Moore's lawsuit accusing Sasha and Barrett Cohen of defamation. Uh, he sued for $95 million in September 2018 over an interview in Washington, D.C., where the re former Republican Chief Justice uh, expected to receive an award for supporting Israel. Instead, Sasha Barrett Cohen, disguised as a fictional Israeli anti-terrorist expert, waved a wand-like device that purportedly detected pedophiles, which beeped when waved near Roy Moore. You remember this? Mm, right. I do remember that. Uh, Moore has denied those accusations, and Barrett Cohen's lawyer have called the device completely fake. Um, Lynch asked Moore's lawyer, Larry Clayman, uh, this is the judge, uh, Ger Gerard Lynch. Is there a possibility to the idea that this magic wand detects pedophiles? This happened in court, bro. <laughs> uh, that's what Cohen adds to the story. Otherwise, he's just saying, these are accusations that were made against this man. Right. He's like, so. was this actually a functioning device that detected, <laughs> detected pedophiles or not? That happened in court. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's just so fucking stupid. It was just clearly a joke, right? Yeah, that th they're yeah. not. This is not. This is not going anywhere. That's why they're not going to revive it. Cool. Uh, movie. Uh, have you seen the movie? I saw the Batman. Uh, the Batman. Which is about yeah, I've the heard, Batman. I he I've heard some rumors that you liked it a little more than I did. I had fun with it. I mean, I watched it in two yeah. sittings because it's like three plus hours long, I want to say, right? Um, it is fucking long, yes. So, but that, I was fine with it. I, wherever, I think I cut it like pretty much halfway through. So it was basically like watching two full length movies. Uh, like, or watching like the part one and then watching a part uh, two of the same film, maybe. Um, yeah, it was still good. I, I like the kind of noir style stylistically noir look to it i like the the more gritty kind of detective aspect of it instead of him being some kind of like ninja warrior you know what i'm saying he's in this he's not mm. like some kind of like 
super ninja who trained uh, on a mountain like Highlander. He's just like a detective rich guy, you know what I mean? Uh, which I appreciate that more than him being some kind of like, I don't know, some crazy martial artist, which never really made sense that much to me. So all those mm. things about it, I like that it's different and it feels more natural. It's more gritty. I mean, it being R-rated helps, uh, but I don't think that it mm. is 100% of it. I think it's more that the look and the feel of it. Certain things I didn't like about it, but, you know, you can't have everything. I think it would be interesting to see, like, a crossover of this and, like, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker would could be, like, mm. an amazing thing to happen. So, overall, what did I give this? I gave it a, an 8. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you definitely liked it more than I did. <laughs> I've heard people say if they watch it, they've watched it a second time and changed their mind on it, but I don't know. Yeah. It's also Maybe three plus too. hours long. Or no, it's I guess it's yeah. only two hours, 56 minutes. But nonetheless, it's three hours long, so that's a lot of time to like... Yeah. Do, to dedicate to watching something again. <laughs> right. Yeah, invest yourself. Exactly, again. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, maybe I will some summer uh, day. Uh, but then we watched uh, a good Adam Sandler movie? Question mark? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's. This is like the second one, not in a row, but recently, because he had Uncut Gems recently, mm -hmm. which was like critically acclaimed, for even, and we also liked it. But this was. We had fun with this. I mean, you know it's decent when me and you watch it together and we don't do a whole lot of, like, joking around about it. We just kind of are sitting mm -hmm. there watching it because we want to see what happens, right? <laughs> Which is how this yeah, felt. Yeah, it's it like, a good sign. We yeah. were just kind of hanging out, like, listening to the dialogue and, like, wondering, oh, what's going to happen next? Instead of being like, uh, oh, why are they doing this? What the hell is happening? That... Lots of times when we're watching a bad movie, that, that ends up happening. Yeah. We just sit there and, like, joke about it more than anything. Sorry, what was it called again? Hustle. Just called Hustle. Hustle. I almost called it Hustle. The Hustle, but yeah. yeah. No, when it was yeah. about basketball, mostly about Adam Sandler's <laughs> yeah. character, who is a basketball scout for, like, an NBA mm. team, uh, and he finds this kid in Spain, uh... On the like playing street ball, um, and wants to bring him in, but it's like a, it's a fight to try to get people to accept this kid who is like, hasn't gone through like the normal channels of like, play college ball, go to the NBA after you go through the draft, and you know, he he, trying to do it a different way. Uh, yeah, it felt. I don't know what was that. What was the name of the Will Smith movie about the, Williams sisters? It felt similar... Uh, yeah, King... King Richard. Uh, it felt similar storyline-wise as far as, like, trying to build up this mm -hmm. athlete and trying to get the, you know, get him to realize his potential. Um, but I actually enjoyed this more than I enjoyed that, and that was, like, Oscar-winning oh, yeah, film. So, yeah, uh, yeah that says a I lot. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I said it to Luke, not... I don't like sports movies, mm -hmm. and I don't really appreciate Adam Sandler like the other and then on on cut gems. And 
I I'm I'm flabbergasted how much I like this a sports movie and I liked it about the sport I really couldn't give two shits about and uh, and I think it has to do with two things the camera uh, movement or the directing in this movies superb mm-hmm. like really 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 good direction and also it wasn't over the top. I think my biggest weakness is Queen Latifah. Uh, right, I forgot about that. Uh, she's probably the biggest weakness of of the the movie. She doesn't feel like she belongs there, and they are a very very odd couple that don't really go together. They don't really have any chemistry together. Uh, so that's probably the biggest weakness of the movie. movie. Other than that, it, I I really enjoyed it. I, I, th- I mean, Queen Latifah is good in certain things. She's great as a sitcom actress. She's great in certain scenarios, but when you're yeah. this caliber of a movie with everybody else around her, like, on the top... She felt like, like she was sticking out. Like a sore thumb. Reasons. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's like... Um, yeah, this was just wasn't her type of movie. I think more than anything else, like yeah, she's more of like she's good in comedies and things like that. Yeah, not this. Uh, yeah, yeah. But overall, I gave this a seven point five. I gave it an eight. All right, cool. Yeah, cool. Eo, yeah. No, I, 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 I don't know why it was so good. It's just like it. It felt uh, very strange. I think uh, the direction, the cinematography, and the pacing, like, they didn't really... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did it? <laughs> even even though it had a very too... A little too long uh, montage scene in the middle. It, it was like a montage scene that, like, the song <laughs> ended, and then, in, and yeah, then it and just then went we into a whole nother song and kept yeah, going... Yeah. But, I don't know. In in a way, it also kind of worked, I guess. Yes, uh, it did. But it, it it was long there and there, there and done. Sorry. Oh, definitely. But yeah. Yeah. Long. One of the longer montage <laughs> workout scenes I've ever seen in my life, for sure. And it was kind of weird that the the dinosaurs all all of a sudden showed up. That was strange. Yeah, when he's running yeah. up up the hill and there's a <laughs> velociraptor chasing him. It, that did help oh, his performance, wait. though. Oh wait, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't. That didn't happen. That would have been cool, though. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaur. Dinosaurs and basketballs. Right. But uh, the reason why I'm talking about dinosaurs is because we're going to see the trailer for Jurassic World: Domination. Well, Dominion. Not domination, dominion. I cannot speak. It's Westworld with dinosaurs now? Yeah, like uh, someone said in in one of the reviews I read, why does this have the guy that's going to be the new Mario in it? It definitely is Mario. Definitely. I don't think I've, I haven't seen this trailer yet, actually, now that I think about it. We'll find a way. Or at least not I this mean, one. I mean, I did... 
I didn't like Jurassic World, I didn't like the second one. I'm probably not going to like this one either. Humans and dinosaurs can't coexist. Yeah, I didn't like either of those two either, now that I think about it. That's the big thing about this, right? Is like it's got the yeah. original cast from the original movies. Yeah. It looks exactly like it did. It's true. We're racing toward the extinction of our species. We not only lack dominion over nature. It's a good trailer. It is. And then this is supposedly to be the last one. I don't believe that. That's what I heard second. too, right. Yeah. Even that building looked like Westworld though. Didn't it? Mm. The big round building, like yeah. the building from yeah. Westworld. Something I'm not very much looking forward to, by the way. And now we're in a Jason Bourne movie all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> Pterodactyl. Is it like a curse of the pterodactyls that every Jurassic Park movie with a pterodactyl is is not good? Bum. Okay. So, Luke, what is this Shirley Oscar nominated movie all about? Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, four years after the destruction of Isla Nublar, dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are. To remain the apex predators on the planet, they now share with history's history's most fearsome creatures. Thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, six out of ten on IMDb, eighty-three percent of Google users liked it. Uh, not great, but those scores are also kind of all all over the board. There, thirty-six, eighty-three. So that is true. Uh, Lady Die gives it full stars on Rotten Tomatoes and says. It's my new favorite movie in my 72 years. It had everything great from backstory, plenty of action, suspense, surprise, romance, humor, memories from past movies, and just pure fun. It was riveting. Riveting look. Okay. Uh, Barb Fredman doesn't recommend this on face Facebook. Way too long and just not very good. Wait for it to stream and save your money. Uh, but Diana Willis does recommend it. While it was... Oh, no, wait. No, that's a not recommend. Saeed Nick Bacht recommends it. Says, just wa watch the movie with my partner and we enjoyed watching it. I give this movie a 10 out of 10. So they liked it. Mm. Uh, Konsar Manar said uh, one star. 
Uh, kids always love movies, but this one and World Fallen were totally disappointing of uh, where they were developed and its direction they took. The essence of the message of equality and the balance in the new characters I saw uh, they did there. Uh, it was done with class and good taste, f finally. I don't know how that is one star when it right? didn't really... <laughs> I don't yeah. think they know how the star system works. Uh, Chantel Strausser says, I'm a big fan of Jurassic Park. Park watched uh, Jurassic World last night and was very disappointed. Oh, World Dominion last night and was very disappointed. I, I don't usually write reviews about... Uh, oh, but Jurassic World movies uh, did Jurassic Park a major disservice. The dinosaurs in this are too humanistic and there are way too many main characters. If I wanted to watch a movie about kidnapping, I would have watched, watched Taken. Yeah. Aha! That is the best kidnap movie in the right. world. Uh, also coming up uh, this week is Lost Illusions. This has 7.4 on IMDb, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, AA81 on Metacritic, 82% on Google. Lucy de Rombert, a young lover, lower class poet, leaves his family printing. Uh, House of Paris. Soon he's learned the dark side of the arts business as he tries to stay true to his dreams. Uh, don't have anything you would know. It is a French movie. It seems like. Oui, oui. Okay. Uh, worm, but this is spelled with a, a Y. W-Y-R-M. Uh... A lonely dinosaur-obsessed youth struggles to complete a unique school requirement or risks being held back and enduring a lifetime of embarrassment. It's kind of vague. 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for some reason, 3.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd, and 82% of Google users liked it. 100% um, on Rotten Tomatoes. I need to do a little more investigation there, I think. Uh, yeah, that sounds high. Oh wait, no. When I go into it, it says eighty-six percent. So that's mm. just that's just a lie. Okay. Uh, the walk uh, in uh, nineteen seventy-four, Irish uh, cop Bill Coughlin contends with his fierce social pressure and rampant bigotry when he is, is assigned to a black student uh, get bruised into all the all-white Southern Boston high school. The politician and social fallout from the court-ordered in interrogation result in brutal violence and citywide protest. Meanwhile, Cotland's 17-year-old daughter soon experienced a change of heart when she witnessed the immersive brave, uh, bravery of black teens and her father, directed by Daniel Adams, has Kathleen Douglas in it, for example. Alright. And Terrence Howard. So what do we want to see here? Uh, uh, Jurassic Park. I guess, I guess. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. World. I'm not really interested yeah. in the other ones at all, so... No. Alright. Not really, me neither. Yeah, not a lot of coming out this okay. week. I guess everybody no. knew Jurassic Park was just... Or Jurassic World was going to... You know, be super big, so they weren't right. bothering. Yeah. Well, next week we'll talk news of the week, TV and movies of the week, the last episode of Killing It, 
RIP. Uh, and another digital review of Lightyear. Yeah, made by Disney. Um, Disney. I just posted something I saw a commercial for in the chat there. This was a commercial. The Disney Institute? Right. I saw a commercial for it, and it literally, have you ever seen, well, I don't know if you have, but in America, on any cable channel, there'll be like these online colleges that um, promote like, oh, go online and do our courses for this amount of time, and you'll get a, a degree, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, well, this is, they were advertising it exactly just like one of those, except this is like, you don't actually get any kind of degree from this. If you do, like, if you look into it, it's like, uh, it doesn't actually, like, there's, this isn't an actual institute, like, it's not an actual college, but they're saying, like, mm. you can get certificates, uh, from Disney that say that you did their courses or something. It's very, this is a very weird, uh, uh, it's like professional development courses. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's very weird thing for Disney to get into, I think. You know what I mean? Online live courses. Yeah, I see what they're like. You can online live courses, Disney approach to leadership excellence, or Disney's approach to employee engagement, or Disney's approach to quality service for 350 bucks, please. Right, it says business solutions customized for you, whether you're a leader in global organization or emerging entrepreneur, uh, and individually focused or improving your team, the Disney Institute on-demand online courses can enhance your skills. And it's got this thing, we offer solutions across many industries. One of the industries on there is healthcare and insurance, or in insurance and healthcare. Uh, mm -hmm. And their case study is... Humana, we improve uh, thanks to improving customer service. They raised fifty million dollars and reduced their turnover rate. So, apparently, some Humana went went to the Disney Institute. Is that what I'm supposed to understand? And that Hagen Doss improved employee attitudes and better <laughs> customer service that led to dramatic growth because of the Disney yeah. Institute. Hmm. Well, well, standard pricing for their uh, one day course. Is uh, including uh, okay, course series is rate when booking a total of three consecutive one day courses. So it's you have to have have a, a lot of, of courses $4,464, please. Right, and then the most interesting part go down to featured posts if you scroll down, featured posts, and then there's something mm -hmm. called the Veterans Institute, which happens. August 19th through the 20th. Uh, it says, We are honored to share a f just a few of the speakers we look forward to host hosting for this inspiring event. These speakers will share their personal experiences as well as best practices for tips, hiring, onboard, and retention of veterans and military spouses uh, as they explore meaningful employment. So this has U.S. Army, Army General Paul Funk... Uh, Bod Woodruff uh, from the Woodruff Foundation, somebody from J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, it's like, and then a bunch of like military people, director of military spouse programs, director of veterinary, veteran, veteran services. Uh, this is a bunch of like, like Disney connecting with the military to try to hire. Mm -hmm. 
it's this is weird. <laughs> this is just weird. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at their Veterans Institute summit. Right, exactly. Also. Yeah, yeah that's uh, It's very strange what they're trying to do yeah. here as as like a yeah. as Disney. Like you think of Disney as like, you know, Disney. But what is this? This is something totally mm-hmm. weird and different. Does it say anywhere how much it is? Uh, here's registration. Uh, no. I think you have to be a veteran to... Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Thank you for, ser- thank you for serving the military here. You have to pay us to see course. Right, at, at, uh, like a dis- at Disneyland. <laughs> so... Uh, so, oh my god. Uh, I, oh my god. Oh, it says complimentary, so it's free for veterans. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But day one, I I looked here. Uh, So, they do a walk, uh, Heroes War Care, Presentation of Colors, and National Anthem. What? (coughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like the keynote speakers, panelist discussion professional development content and stories about veterans about their transition from civilian uh, into the civilian workforce <laughs> this is it's just strange it's just a strange yeah. the whole thing is just weird to me and then seeing how they advertise it on TV as some kind of like yeah. online college that you go to mm-hmm. and it's totally not that it's just very weird <laughs> weird 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 Okay, uh, Jeremy Round. That was kind of part of the uh, Jeremy Round, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, so uh, we t- talked about it in the, in the news round that we saw. Uh, uh, Shay, uh, sorry, what is her name again? Oh, Chelsea Manning on H three podcast. Chelsea Manning. Yes. What did you think about that? Uh, it was really good. I uh, I thought they covered. Mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't cover everything, obviously, uh, because she had what? What's the word for it? Uh, like a gag order. She's not allowed to talk about a lot of different things. I would have liked right. to hear them bring up Julian Assange, obviously, but that's probably one of the things mm-hmm. that were very, very off limits because it's an ongoing court case that she probably doesn't want to get involved in at all. What? <laughs> so I don't blame mm-hmm. her. Um. But most of the other stuff was really interesting. Uh, there was a lot of I really agree. good stuff. And anything stand out for you that you were? Uh, Not th- really, but I really liked how they interviewed her and let her speak and things like that. She seems like a very intelligent young woman. Right. Uh, there was a lot of talk of a book coming out and different things happening in the future. So we'll see if any of that comes down the pipeline or not. Uh, Mm. When they first started talking about the book, I was kind of like, oh, that's why she's here, is to promote a book. But then she's like, mm-hmm. doesn't even know when the book's coming out or anything. So it was just like, they just wanted to talk to her. It wasn't like a promotional thing either. It was just like, hey, let's sit down and talk. So I thought that was, mm-hmm. uh, it made it more interesting instead of it all being about, you know, oh, what's, what's this? What's What are you doing about that? Like, when you interview... Like when you see like Jimmy Kimmel or something, it's all talking about like 
their upcoming project and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I haven't uh, seen a lot of things. I've been so out of it. Uh, do you have anything <laughs> else you want to talk about? Well, I found this funny because this is like an ongoing thing we follow is uh, the police and how afraid they are of fentanyl existing uh, out in the world. Oh, yes. Um Tennessee Sheriff. I mean, it is. It's a terrible drug, and it kills many people. But it doesn't kill them by just picking it up in very small amounts. Like, uh, but uh, in a Facebook post, the Guile County Sheriff's Office said on two occasions a folded dollar bill was found on the ground at gas station. At gas stations, when they picked it up, the person discovered a white powdery substance, and the substance was tested positive for uh, methamphetamine and fentanyl. Um, so, uh, well, one thing, first of all, why would somebody just like, they're like put drugs in a dollar bill. Is there a plan right. that they want to, cause you're just, are you just giving away free drug? I don't, what's going on here that somebody would, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But according to United States Drug Enforcement Agency, skin exposure is not expected to lead to toxicity due to extreme its extremely poor penetration of the skin barrier and symptoms of intoxication from exp- skin exposure are unlikely. Uh, which we that's the thing we've said over and over again whenever the police like act like they're dying of fentanyl and they aren't anywhere even near it, they just see it and then freak out. Uh, yeah. They just don't seem to realize that you actually have to sniff the stuff into your like nasal cavity or swallow it in your mouth for it to actually do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, the biggest thing for me this week that uh, hasn't been uh, uh, YouTube stuff has been kind of uh, uh, Eric Holland. Uh, that uh, is one of the like biggest football players, uh, Norwegian football players, going to Manchester City, my favorite team. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was very, very, very happy about that. Going finally... from the Norwegian team? or No, going from Borussia Dortmund in Germany. Oh, okay. Uh, Never heard of it. Manchester City. Uh, one of the biggest teams in Germany. Right, okay. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, very very satisfied having him in my team. Of course, uh, we beat Sweden in football this week. That was fun. Oh really? Uh, a plane? Mm-hmm. I just heard a plane go by. It sounded like it was like in your apartment. Practically, it was so right there. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, it's probably the helicopter because I live right. Uh, underneath, like the direct line of helicopter to the hospital. Oh, oh, life, yes. life flight. That's what we call it here. Life flight. Yes. Right. Um. I, I live in an area like I don't know. It's a a ways from the coast, but like there's no hospital over there, so mm. uh, they fly life flight over me sometimes when like they need to get somebody really quick from the coast. Uh, to the nearest hospital. Uh, yeah, that happens here occasionally. Oh my gosh, was, there's yeah. things happening outside all yeah. up. Everything's all happening outside, like out of outside your apartment right now. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, people are. Oh my gosh, I'm very glad we didn't record yesterday. 
for many reasons. But Why? One of the other, one of the reasons were like they were having a grill party outside my apartment yesterday. Like a block party kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's that probably wouldn't have worked great for audio. Uh, it was so fucking nice. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, oh gosh, please shut up. They're singing and sharing and yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I'm like looking back through everything uh, this week through YouTube and trying to think if there was anything. The only thing that I can think of is that the whole Act Man thing. Have you looked into this? Oh yeah, yeah. I I know find very it very very strange. I find it confusing. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it either. I need somebody to explain it better to me. So I was hoping you could explain yeah. it to me. But like apparently. This guy made a joke and got uh, suspended. Suspended on YouTube, yeah. Right, but it was a joke about somebody else, and that person is defending YouTube. And, yeah, it's a whole thing. I don't really really get it. But apparently the joke, like, it was very similar to, like, the way H3 had a joke, and it was very clearly a joke. But in this case, they suspended his whole channel, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, it was a very wet, but uh, somebody really needs to explain it because there's a lot of drama there, back and forward. Yeah, I I just don't really understand it. I, I think maybe I needed to have done like way more looking into it, but I, maybe I just don't care enough. Maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe I do though, but okay. I don't know enough about it to care. So <laughs> maybe you care. Yeah. You just don't know that you care. Exactly. Uh, okay, I think that's it. Uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.